Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. You're about to listen to an episode of Through the Tech Vine. So be quiet, pay attention, and get inspired. There is one truth that is not told enough. Technology is not magic, but it can be magical. Technology is human. It is part of who we are, our evolution, our future. Will it be a dystopian or utopian one? Well, that is up to us and nobody else. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. Like that. Just like that. Chris Knopf is gone. Uh, and your mic is gone. Your mic is gone. <laughs> <laughs> my, I had to kickstart my mic too. It's a, so it's a tech a day. It's a tech day. The uh, the waves are not not with us today. Mercury retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, right, let's keep dropping. going. Let's try now. Well, you know. Oh, there we go. Well, she'll get back. She'll come back on. We need. Uh, the question say, is, will, will we let her back in? That's the question. As they say, the show must go on. And <laughs> the show must go on. I got to be honest. For a moment, I thought I was going to be the one out of the show because I was reorganizing cable last <laughs> night. And I don't think I did a good job, but here I am. Diana is back. Let's see. Yay! It's work. Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Third time's a charm. How many times did it take you to connect, Marco? Three? Third time's a charm. Yeah. Three times. Third, so. third time's a charm for you to get me out of here. Right? <laughs> yeah. Mercury is retrograde, right? Uh, oh, yes, it is. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all it is. And all, all, all I'm concerned is what... Is the guest going to think about us? We're talking about technology, and we don't even have a mic that works. I mean, that's, well, I, that's really well, bad. I, I'm, I'm thinking of what the hosts are thinking of my very bizarre word up there. Ah, uh, we love it. Shanghai. Well, that, that, that's part of the that's part of the beauty of actually going back to video and not just radio, because so people can actually see that. Of course, yeah. not if they're listening to the podcast, but that, you know, they can make a guess. Like for me, it's easy, you know, rock and roll, ACDC. Or is it? Or is it? Or is it? <laughs> is Sean an all, Italian all, word? Alternate. Gravituzzi? Uh, Gravituzzi, you don't know? No Gravituzzi, it's a, it's a kind of pizza, I guess. <laughs> is it a pizza? <laughs> it's usually food with me. Yeah, usually you, with you, Sean is food. You don't know until I talk about it. <laughs> uh, why, why don't we do the honor? And uh, and we introduce our guest. Yes, and I'm I'm going to uh, avoid screwing it up myself, so I'm going to pass that torch <laughs> to Diana. To okay, you don't have to read a long thing or anything like that. <laughs> I think we oh, should just let's just let her introduce herself. All right, let's do that. She's capable. Be, behind the capable. behind the yeah. Shungite handle, <laughs> we have Tyler Cohenwood. Tyler, Tyler thank Cohenwood. You. Yes, um, I've been doing cybersecurity for God since 1999. You do the math, that's a really long time. Um, I host a show called My Connected Life on cybersecurity, um, and I do all kinds of cool tech stuff. Um, and most of my experience has been working for the Defense Intelligence Agency, creating very cool stuff that special forces use in the fields to keep themselves protected. I've written books. I just do a lot of things. Talk about your book a little. <clears throat> Which one? <laughs> fishing. Catfishing. And while, oh, so and while she does that, I think you have to give it another try to the mic because uh, it's back shoot. in crackling again. So <laughs> Try the dog's I saw, mic. I saw a cat. It's probably that. 
It's probably that. Cat interference. Cat interference. Uh, yeah, Tyler, you go ahead, and uh, and I'm sure that uh, Diana can take care of that. Sure, sure. Um, so I wrote a book called Catching the Catfishers um, to really help protect kids and parents. Well, kids, um, teaching them things like how to vet if who they're talking to online is who they say they are. Um what you need to know about social media. It actually predicted the Cambridge Analytica thing. And, um, you know, really geared toward helping uh, girls and boys be armed with cyber knowledge because kids today, they, they know how to use the technology, but they don't understand the security implications of it. So I wrote that book to, to really teach them. And actually, that, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm currently in the process of updating it. What? Technology changes? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> doesn't last forever. Or do, or do the kids change? Oh, or what? It changes about. so quickly. It's crazy. How I mean, quickly? do you guys not feel like there is a new this, 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 this every single second? It's impossible to I think, keep up I think, with. I see Marco with a new mic every few weeks, so. That technology clearly is changing. Well, that that's is because I hope that the mic makes the, <laughs> makes the, the speaker <laughs> and, uh, and it's not happening. Bring some, bring some credibility to yeah, the no, mouth no. behind it. No, let, let's go back to that. I, I, I know. I mean, we were talking about, about that the other day. I don't remember with someone where it's so easy when you have to just update a website but when you write a book, and it was actually with you guys on the other episode, like press and printing and how do yeah. you update a book? You have to reprint everything if you make a mistake. Or in this case, how you keep it updated when is it is a printed book? I mean, how often do you feel like you need to do a new edition when you're talking about technology? Is there like a moral law there as well every year? It just depends on, on what it is, but... The, the rate technology moves, I mean, honestly, you'd probably be having to update it every, I don't know, year and a half. Yeah. But since 2020, things are moving at such a rapid pace that maybe I would knock that back to a year. Mm. I would think even a year is uh, it's a long time in this industry. So... But you can reprint. All I, the time. <laughs> I, I I agree with you. I would say six months, but you can't do that. That's that's why videos and podcasts are so great, is because it's up to the date technology. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Conversation yeah. in the moment. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and you know what? I I have this thing stuck into my head, and I know that today we wanna we wanna talk a little bit about a panel coming up next week, which is also Privacy Week. Um, used to be privacy day, but now it's privacy week. I'm sure it should be a privacy year anyway, but that's, yeah. a, that's a different story. Yeah, it's one day. yeah. And, and one of our guests in the last episode that we produced, um, uh, Carissa Vellis, she's a, 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 an Oxford uh, professor, and she wrote a book about privacy. And she said this thing, she said, the, the data that you share, the most important data that you share is the one that you share today. And it make me really think, and I, maybe maybe I want to turn that to, I to like you, that. right? Because it's like we feel like we're already uh, we already gave up our privacy. We're never gonna take it back, personal information. But she said, look, things change, right? I mean, mm -hmm. your taste change. You get older. You you change your habits, your hobbies, and so you you're never too late. That, that's the point. You're never too late to take control of what you share and what you don't. And I'd love to hear your opinion. Yeah, it's very that. profound. That, that, yeah. is, that is such a, a hopeful message because, you know, I, I mean, I struggle with this too, that, that sometimes it's like, yeah, well, there is no privacy, but, you know, I have to believe that it is there, it is still possible, but that's a really hopeful message, you know, saying that, the, the most important post is the one you posted. Yeah. yeah. It really made me think. Diana, what do you think about that? No, I think it's, it's true. I mean, you know, and, and I think also just remembering what, what you've put out there and what you haven't, I think is a yes. really good, good point. Because if, if you talk about your pets, then when you get the KBA, the knowledge-based authentication or know your customer stuff, and it says, what's the name of your pet? 
you don't use that question or you give it a, a fake answer because we, we forget what we've posted that's public. If somebody comes up to me and says, how's Nick and Nora? I don't assume anything about that they know anything about me or about my, I just, I know I say Nick and Nora's name enough that I assume everybody in the world might know their name. So that's, I think the big thing too, is understanding your own personal privacy line. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, you know what I, I think, I think it's a good thing for people to do is to go through their social media posts, go through like a month's worth and just look at it and think about it in terms of what kind of information am I giving away about myself in, yeah. in just this month's worth of posts? Because, you know, we think one post is well, whatever, but if you take all those posts and piece them together, you, there's so much that you can learn. You can very easily learn um, the way the person talks, the way that they they type, the words that they use, who their friends are, who their close friends are, who their friends aren't, um, you know, wh where where you're going to dinner, everything. I have no friends, so I'm cool with that. That's I'll be your friend. An easy search. Better. <laughs> we're going to be chopped liver. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm waiting of, for that really cool friend to arrive at the party. A lot, a lot of people so, assume so that, the, that so you, need, friend. you need to hang out with friends, right? And with all this pandemic, that's why I said that. I do have a yeah. lot of that. A lot of digital friends. That I, I don't want that to be mis, <laughs> misinterpreted. But yeah, I feel like in the last two years, I, I haven't hung out with anybody outside of the of the household that in, that include mm -hmm. dogs and, and cats as well. But we don't have cats. You but know, no, that, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I think that's really common because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I think about this sometimes. Like, you know, I consider Diana a very close friend. I really, really like her. And I have never met her in person. And I, there's so wow. many of those. We are much, we're much luckier than you then. <laughs> we have, we have <laughs> met her a few times in different countries too. I got it. Multiple <laughs> continents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, they're still friends. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, that, 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 there is that, that boundary that doesn't exist anymore between digital life and social life. That's another conversation for another yeah, place. Yeah, let's not probably, go into but, the metaverse. But, yeah. We're already in the metaverse, oh, right? <laughs> okay, no, don't make me go there. Sean, take me away from the what, metaverse. What, what, uh, I'm muting yeah, you, myself. You probably, you probably don't want to go where I'm about to go, so we're not going to. I'm just going to say what makes a friend a friend. That, what makes a friend a friend? Yeah, because that, that definition oh, yeah. changed for everybody as well, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's so. really cool. You should do like a meme on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Sounds like a song title. That's it kind right. of does. You sing it, Martin. Sing it. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> if they're the wind beneath your wings. That's right. <laughs> oh, geez, here we go. We can't get away from the music either. My <laughs> digital oh, twin yeah. and you. <laughs> never, never, never getting out of music here. Or animals, I guess. No, no. Food, no. music, and animals, always, uh, always on the tip of our tongues. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. So uh, let, let's let's get into this because the purpose of this show, if there is one, is to <laughs> is to identify, uncover, discover, explore technologies that either inspire us, intrigue us, get us to think. Hopefully, with a view for doing good for society and uh it could be something doing bad that there's an opportunity to make it better or something doing good that marco pokes holes in and says well it's full it's full of it anyway it's actually bad exactly yeah. that's right and there is always a but there's always a but um so with that uh our guest uh using the handle shungat i presume that's connected to your tech news tech story it today. Is. So it why is. Don't you, why don't you roll with what you uncovered? All right. Here is the title of the story. 5G launch causes international flight cancellations nationwide. Yeah. I was hoping for flight cancellations. That's, <laughs> like good. That's ever, good news. Like we need more of those. <laughs> so, Can't get so enough. This has actually been a big story that's been kind of brewing for a long time. The FDA, you know, are fighting with 5G and how it's going to interfere with 
the comm systems on planes. And my idea is this. This is shungite. It's a rock. But it actually is proven to um, protect from EMFs. And that's what they're concerned about. So you put the whole plane or just the comm system in shungite. Uh, how heavy is that? I have a lot of questions, Tyler. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go with Diana's I don't first. have a lot of answers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I'm kidding. Wait, tell us a little bit more about the background of this problem. So, I mean, you yeah. said it's been going on for a long time. So 5G, why 4G was not a problem, LTE was not a problem, but 5G, do, do, do you know that? Yeah. It, it and, and, and Diana jump jump in, but um, it, it puts out more EMFs, more energy is taken to run it than 4G. Now the e, the EMFs are different from the signal, or is the signal? I don't I don't know enough about it. But is, is it the Diana power? Is it the power? I am it? not deep in yeah. this one. No, and yeah. I didn't I didn't prep for this, so yeah. I, I don't I don't I'm not I, I was curious. I thought maybe you did have info because yeah. I, I so, do wonder why it's so let, let's let's things. go back to wh where yeah. they are. Maybe well, I Google IMF. <laughs> EMF. Yeah. Electromagnetic. EMF. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the electromagnetic. Not yellow. So are we just going to revert to not using um, 5G? Are we not going to fly anymore? Train only? I, no, we no. got to encase the planes in Shungite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's that's the solution. There you go. That's the answer. There you go. So it looks like it's the radiation that's right. being emitted from the five G phones is interfering with the instruments on board the plane. And then if the instruments, and I think we're getting more and more dependent on instruments on the plane. Like I just read mm -hmm. that we're going to go from a pilot and a co-pilot to possibly just a pilot because they're going to be fairly self, uh, you know, flying autonomous. Mm -hmm. So I guess if if you're if the radiation is interfering with the with the uh, uh, the onboard devices and especially because the radiation I think is hitting when they're getting near uh, landing, so that could really impact which uh, takeoff and landing are the two most dangerous points on right. the flight. That in the uh, the chicken sandwich. It's, the, it's, oh, sorry, yeah, the, the fish sandwich is always a always a problem. Yeah, I mean the, it's the it's it, it's kind of well the fish yes is a problem but it's it's um the, oh my god I just Airplane got your movie. joke yes. that is one of my favorite movies from from a kid that was so funny. <laughs> yes. I am actually in the process of rewatching a, a bunch of movies from the eighties and I'm actually really enjoying it. Okay. Yeah, they were, they, they were, there are a lot of really good movies from the 80s. They were funny. I, I watched War Games three days ago. And How I, good is that? Yes. And I haven't watched it in like 20 years or probably even more than that. I was like, you know what? I really, really enjoyed it. I had a good time. It's like, you know, there is a story. It's about, you know, a little bit of hacking, teenagers, and then, you know, and thermonuclear wars. So... <laughs> What's wrong with that? Good. It was really good. Still good movie. Yeah, there. very good, very good. I feel like wait, it was Ali Sheedy right with Matthew Broderick? I feel like Ali Sheedy's character would we'd want to kind of elevate it. She was a little bit ornamental rather than actually, you know, it was all yeah, sort of, ooh wow about the tech rather than like being like right in it. So, although she has a couple of ideas in the movie that then help resolve all the problems, uh, maybe it wasn't the tech. Yeah person that was more Matthew Broderick but she had the the thinking process of starting the game at the beginning and then I think towards the end also resolving it so she, it's it's a good character is, is too is this a spoiler alert and you didn't say it <laughs> well I'm just wondering I, I I don't know I know that I, I know I trashed the Matrix for the other day this one I don't feel like I'm giving away any spoiler because it's right. a 1980 whatever <laughs> movie 1982 i believe so yeah so the, the news to go back to that uh the solution is we 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 put it in a in a in a rock or we just Our, go back to do part, what we used to do turn off the freaking phone <laughs> on the flight right i mean that's that's what it used to be 
Yeah, that's true. Or the people, yeah, but uh, you can't turn the plane off. Yeah, but you can Which turn off. Talking about if there is the interference, then uh, you know but it's coming from the ground, not from the. Yeah, but it's coming. Oh, yeah, it's, it's from the ground. It's from, the, from, it's the, from the towers. So as they approach, oh, wow. crossing totally. over towers, it's scrambling. The there's a, there's got to be a solution to this problem. That's a lot yeah. easier than Shanghai. The, the interesting yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Diana. <laughs> and and why did we get to this point now? I mean, I, I was a consultant yeah. in the late 90s yeah. and we're, people we're mocked me because, you know, they're like, what are you working on? Oh, we're fixing Y2K. And then you know, 2000 came and it was like, ah, well, that. clearly you were taking people, you know, companies' monies for no reason. Nothing happened in Y2K. And it's like, because we literally spent the last five years <laughs> focused on, on averting a disaster. So thanks. Um, yeah. But with this one, I'm like, yeah, it's like they're like, you have to turn it off right now. We're we're about to how did we get here? We're about to plug in our last our last antenna here right outside of JFK. Like, oh, but wait, but wait. <laughs> yeah, why why was there why wasn't there communication before? That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, you know, like they like we didn't know it was coming. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I'm just gonna bring my my uh, my news. Well, I had a few. But uh, but I have one that we're I'm going to totally breaking tradition now. Yeah, I know, but I, it's connected because it's it's about electricity okay. and it's about how finally uh, we have the means and the technology to recharge without wires, like through the air. They announced a few things during the the, the latest uh, CES in in Las Vegas, and now we're at the point where. Maybe we cannot recharge TVs like technology and 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 tools that takes much energy, but whatever when it comes to uh, phones and to uh, headset that are with batteries and even uh, uh, medical uh, things like you know uh, support for audio uh, for people that are deaf that that they need that. Yeah, I mean, think about the utility of recharging things literally on the fly. And the reason why I wanted to jump in quickly in this is because these are specific frequency of radio signals. Mm. So I'm thinking like, how does go through, you know, does it go through your body? But the truth is we, we have already electricity <laughs> through our body all the time. But, but uh, how is that we're having, and maybe we need to invite some expert to explain this. How is that the 5G is causing problem on on that side, where technology should be very advanced on you know on the flights and communication system, and on the other hand, we are we are getting very close to not needing those cables, pesky cables anymore, and and just keep things recharged. Even drones, for example, they they were there was this article where this company say that very soon, or they're already tasting it, you can recharge a drone while, while it's flying. That's pretty impressive. Could you, do, could you do that with a car? So if you have a, a, eventually, a car, you would eventually, be able to, to charge it on the fly? Eventually. I mean, they're talking the, yeah, the, the limit of tracks where you drive over with the power. I've seen that, yeah, around, yeah. Roads that yeah, absorb solar energy and then are able to transfer that back to the car. Yeah. Yeah. They they're ta they're oh, talking eventually really cool. in the in the future that it will be exactly a, like a panel underneath the parking spot where when your electric car is parked on it, it would it would take the charge. I don't know in which amount that would be because they they were talking about there is what you can do now, and there is what you cannot do. So you could, in an office space, to put it on a ceiling. It it, it needs the emitter, you know, that the 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 the, oh, the okay. technology that then send the specific radio. And what is really cool that this radio signal you can control where what what a what devices you want to charge. It's kind of like a Wi-Fi. You give permission to. To enter in the Wi-Fi, so that your neighbor is not going to munch on your <laughs> on your electricity bill. <laughs> but okay. but it's really cool jump, because jump, once jump. once you have the antenna, the receiver, and Samsung is actually doing a phone already, uh, working on a phone that that can do this. And as you move it in 
few, you know, in few seconds, it's going to find again the tool that is supposed to recharge and it's constantly recharging. So I, I think the technology yeah. is there. And, and I know that there are also um, now testing way, um, we talked about this a, a while back, of how to transport a large amount of electricity through uh, pylons that instead of having cable, cables, they, they direct electricity through their, mm. you know, through the top of the, have like a, like a, like a frame that direct the energy, the electricity um, hmm. through that. Cool. So we're trying to think how, how you could hack that. I was thinking of, so like we had power over ETH, we have power over Ethernet, so we don't need to have a separate plug in that. It's almost like power over Wi-Fi. Although maybe not using the Wi-Fi, but but yeah, well, still it's still a radio. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, it'd be and cool because if you had it with the Wi-Fi access point, and it could also be a charger, then sure, I love that. Everything yeah. in the room would get as long as it's secured, security by design, so <laughs> someone can't steal power. Ah, uh, party pooper. Th that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like people I'm, are I'm be paranoid. I have been trained my entire <laughs> life to be paranoid and to always be looking for how what how, what's gonna how can they break into this? How can they hack this? What can they do? I'm more I, picturing. I like I'm more picturing me as a kid or any kid where you're trying to you know it's like oh I cannot put a fork inside the plug on the wall because I'm gonna get electrified. <laughs> and so um, now I'm thinking I'm picturing like picturing licking the nine uh, nine volt battery with the two bars yeah. <laughs> and now now we're all gonna get electrified anyway so that's right that's why you know rock on acdc ACDC. okay i actually my first one is adjacent to stealing electricity from people what Gold. yeah so let me perfect look at this chain that. perfect chain, chain reaction oh, go and, and Sean's going to, so the, the, I have two things, but I'll just share the first one. Cause maybe Sean's is going to be the, 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 the perfect alignment, uh, which is that there's a company called Starlink. It is an Elon Musk company, but which, you know, anyway, um, Starlink, it's a Saturnite, uh, satellite internet, uh, constellation. And what they use is they have very low level, uh, satellites that are orbiting the earth to provide the the power the, the signal the internet signal so that you can get broadband speed but you can get it from a dish and the dishes that they sell are basically they have uh, tons of antennas in them so that they can connect to the satellites quickly and apparently from people that have been using them it's really it's just like having broadband it's it's really fast wow. so very cool technology and the nickname for these are dishy mcdish face that's what they call the the dishes <laughs> um, but they're like any dish and one of the things that that starlink built in so that they would be able to get out of obstruction because the big thing with satellite is obstruction you got trees in the, the yard you may need to cut them down <clears throat> if you've got snow that's going to obstruct so dishy mcdish face will self-heat which actually heats up a, quite a bit. It uses a lot of power <laughs> when it heats, but it self heats. So you have this nice warm uh, dish sitting on your roof or at another place in your yard. And it melts the snow and burns the tree down? Melts, well, it's not, <laughs> melts the snow, doesn't burn the tree down. Oh, okay. But what's started to happen for people who have these is that they found that their uh, internet is slowing down just a little bit. And when they go out and investigate, it's because cats are collecting in these dishes to get all the nice warm in the sun. <laughs> so these, these are very expensive $500 uh, cat beds, very high tech. Uh, oh my gosh. Beds. So the cats are stealing your electricity in a way. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what, what's the solution? That's a to good turn story. The heat up? Um, the solution for that, I guess, is to uh, not have cats out in your yard, or I don't, I'm not quite sure how you would stop. I mean, look, cats, if you have cats, you know this, there's anything that's box-like, you know, you put down a, a, a piece of paper and they immediately, if I fits, I sit. So if it's a warm <laughs> dish, yeah, you're not getting cats out of there. Could you put they're, a shield around it? I think. I think I looked at, I was, as I was doing like a glass shoe. Shungite around it. But as I was doing, 
<laughs> research on it. Um, it looks like that the new models are not dishes, so that's not going to be this wonderful, oh, dinosaur junior call out cats in a bowl kind of thing. Um, they it's have good. spikes on them. They're making them flat. It's flat, and and it won't be. It's it's like a flat front, and it, but it has to be tilted so the cats would just slide off instead of if it was just fully flat. But it's it's a, <laughs> sort of a, a flat square that's going to be tilted so the cats. I, I can just see the cat just like trying to. Get on it with the nail and scratch everything. <laughs> just piss you off. Yeah, no, it's I think really so. cute. Plus, then don't they say the animal in general they're they're able to really feel the magnetic fields anyway? So that you know, like in a lot of way, you know, they they will get in between the the, the, the charging tools and devices and and the five G. I want a five G cat. I want a cat. I'll call him five G. <laughs> Because okay. I know it will interfere sure. <laughs> with everything I do. My my dogs are already doing that anyway. So that's cool. I love it. So nice. that's the solution. Uh, and there is dishes. So, so cool. I'm imagining, imagining, Sean, you thought about dishes and you just thought food. I like did. A, think a that, nice yeah. dish, a bowl, food. And Sean, if yours doesn't sink, I could share the other one. Which is fun too. Does it sync? Go you for connect? It. I don't. Okay. Okay. Go. So this I second, can, of course, but don't. The second one was actually what I was going to um, talk about. As we know, with AI, um, machines are not great at the way humans are at making connections and understanding context and bringing together. So that's one of the big problems with AI is that as you're trying to teach an AI, you have to you know, go really be very careful that you've been explicit, that it understands context. An example at like IBM security when Watson was being trained for cyber, salt, right? It's, it's You can salt the hash <laughs> in cooking, but you can salt the hash in cryptography too. So how does the AI uh, be able to learn that. And it's, it's been, a, it's actually a really large challenge um, for AI, but the Paul Allen Institute, which is AI2, developed a game called iCanary. And it's a little bit different, like it's a little bit addictive, I have to say, because I tested it out so I could talk about it. Um, and it's, it sort of became a wordle for me because you don't have to wait for one a day. You can just actually do iCanary. And I, I'll, I'll share the link later, but you can go and, and play Iconary. It's, it's a little like Pictionary, but there's a set of icons and the AI, if you're playing the guesser, the AI figures out which icons they that it thinks will represent the concept that you're trying to guess as the guesser. And it's more complex than you might think. Like with Pictionary, you're, you're kind of limited if you're not very good at drawing, you're limited to things like stick figures. And if, for example, if textbook is a word, you know, they may, they may have book and they may have like a pencil or a desk, but the AI has to figure out, all right, how am I going to make this context for the guesser? And if you're not getting it at all, you can say redraw. There was one where I think it probably in the icon library, it was dish and the answer was plate, but it looked to me like a manhole cover or a pit or a puddle. So in that part of the sentence, I kept getting it wrong. And the, the AI didn't understand that. I, so like that would have been sort of a fail that they could say, look, we got to keep working on helping it. But it, it's surprisingly good at, and, and it feels almost human-like when you're not getting it and you say, draw it again, figuring out how from that icon, there you go, icon area. And, and you can play, the, it's a, such a fun game and you help train AI uh, on say you're, you're helping it learn. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a smart idea. Yeah. That's a yeah. really good idea. I'm going to, I'm going to play it. That sounds fun. So Way better than the, than the CAPTCHA after CAPTCHA after CAPTCHA. I'd much rather play a game. <laughs> Show me the cross. How many crosswalks do you see? <laughs> That's right. Is this, which, which of these are buses or bicycles? Everything about training cars to uh, not run over people, right? <clears throat> right. Ah, yes. Yes. <clears throat> so that's nice. it. So those are the right. two texts. Are, are you a gamer, Axel's mom? No, no, not really. No, no I am. Um, Digital or No, I like to. I like to unwind by watching um, reality TV. A view Such into other people's what? lives. Right. Yeah, like which right. one? What are your Privacy on display. 
no no <clears throat> oh <clears throat> oh no nothing no, nothing nothing great like that no um we're talking below deck <laughs> i stopped with the real housewives um i like a lot of these competition shows it's weird like these makeup competition shows that are on netflix or um <laughs> fashion competitions or cookie any of them they're just I, they're just fun and you don't have to think now is it fun or or do you enjoy seeing how people think and interact with each other is there an element of that there there's an element in that yes it, especially with this show that oh my gosh i loved it it was it's on netflix uh, it's called the circle and it's really bizarre so they take pe people a group of people and they they're all locked in lockdown in this apartment complex. They never see each other. They can never hear each other and they don't really have human contact. And interestingly wow. enough, this came out prior to COVID. It was a British show that Netflix bought, but so they, what they do is they communicate through this social media platform, voice activated called the circle. And they can pretend to be someone else or they can be themselves. And it's a popularity contest and it's really interesting too because there's a lot of, of of strategy that goes into it and there have been a couple of seasons where um you know one of the catfishers uh they won it's really it's really it's a really good show the so circle. Wait, what's the goal what's the final the i mean how do you win so, so, yeah. so people vote you off the show okay. every week. Not, not the not, not like the public, but people with on the show. They select who uh, that from top to bottom who their friends are, and you know usually it's the last person to go or the two top influencers um, get to go in and decide who they want to kick off and. Sometimes they're right. And for some reason, they're always, instead of trying to strategically align with people, whether they're catfish or not, to win the $100,000, they're always out to get the catfish. Huh. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Huh. And in fact, every, because um, I, I got a little obsessed with it, so I watched the French <laughs> version and the Brazil version and... <laughs> I had to like a little obsessed, a little, a, li a little bit. Yeah, I had to set up this whole like crazy British VPN thing so it would look like I was coming from there to be able to watch the English ones. And it was that show is just so good. It's really sounds good. like a lot of social engineering going that's, on. Too, right? there, it's all social engineering. Yes. Is, yeah, is one country better than the other? Like if if we were gonna. Is, Start with one. Is is the U.S. one good, or should uh, we? How call, should we like, set our VPN? Our VPNs? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, my favorite one is is the one from Brazil. Okay. Why? And then, and why? <laughs> because they're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a lot of cultural characterization of the show. Like, I mean, I love how you're actually watching the different, the different one because. It's like I, I have the experience being in Italy sometimes and, and looking at watching like an, an American show that maybe already took place in the UK, like, you know, right. the American Idol that then it's adopted everywhere else yeah. or many other shows. And you, and you can always notice, at least for me, when you translate the name, there is already a completely different take. I mean, the system is the same, it, but it, yeah. it, it, it attracts the cultural aspect of that country. So I can totally see these, because it's very psychological, be completely different from uh, if it's in Brazil or in Northern Europe, or I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like in Japan or, or in Asia. That would be incredible. Well, they have a French one too that's also really good. And, you know, the weird thing though that I've noticed is not about the show or anything, but so I don't speak French. I don't speak Portuguese. Um, so I reread the English subtitles, but for some reason, the volume for me, for the volume has to be up so I can hear them. Yeah. I can't understand what they're saying. I'm reading it, but I have to be able to hear it. What is that? The tone. Well, yeah. yeah. 
whether they're <laughs> laughing or you can sense that they're angry more yeah, than just the face. Maybe, maybe. You can get the, yeah, the tone and yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, the, the expression but, of their voice, right? Yeah. What strikes me to, to connect it to what Diana presented is one, one of the tech items is, I mean, when people are acting, there's not much to gain from a social engineering perspective. But when we have a view into people's lives, mm-hmm. be, it, be it gamified reality or, or just some other reality show, if there's something mo- or looking at and analyzing that data, how people look, the expressions they make, the way they speak, how they speak to each other in different situations, that can all be used to then do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as far as I took it in, the, in this thought, but... I mean, there's a ton of information that we're getting through reality TV that we would normally get in in some acted presentation or something. But but just think about that at the basic level. I remember funny story, and I know my English is not perfect, but it you you should see me in high school when the only English I knew was by translating songs, right? Lyrics, <laughs> songs. Wow, that that's want. really cool. Right? And, cool. and I fail English in, uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, a couple of times. And But the point is that um, my, when I start really you know, be able to communicate, my biggest problem, and I know it's common, phone calls. So to be on a call, not being Italian, not being able to use my hands or look at the, the facial expression, is somebody you know smiling? Are they understanding what I'm saying? You, do, you have no feedback. So the phone call in a different language, it's, it's complete fear. Because <laughs> yeah. it's immediate, oh. you're not writing, you can't take back what you wrote and check the dictionary. I mean, you, you're, you're out there. So... You know, there, yeah, there is much that comes with with the interaction or the lack of, like you said, voice. So the tone of voice is important when you're relying only on writing. But then when you're relying on talking, your facial expression is very and the helpful. Hands and the, yeah. yeah, and the hands, of course. So good, good point. And I know I, Sean, I, you're I, I love the Italians, by the way. I love. <laughs> we went to Rome on our honeymoon, and oh my god, <laughs> loved it. Everyone is so so nice, so funny. The food was like the the greatest. But I love like the passion. That that mm. that's what I like the most is the Italians have so much passion. French too and Spanish too. So I'm not gonna take it just for the well, Italians. We, but we, we, we I'm French and Italian, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I think when you grow up in Europe, you you kind of appreciate many others. I mean, the Greeks are really cool too. I mean, we we have some friends, and so a little different, but yeah. I want to rephrase because somebody was saying angrily about people from the U.S. have to stop saying that they're so my grandparents are French and Italian, not, I get it. I'm from the U S somebody was saying like Americans, U S citizens need to stop. Like people or U S folks born in the U S need to stop saying that they're, which is true. Right. Cause I'm like, well, I, I, I think there is, I think there is a lot to say if you grow up in a, in a, in an Italian family or in a, in a, you know, in a Russian family or in a South American yeah. family. I mean, you it, it forge who you are. Your culture is, it becomes, you there's become reason, you because of that. There's a reason pasta That's and pizza true. is on my mind all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. The lasagna there. Right, the bouffant, yeah. mozzarella. Oh, my God. It was yeah. like... <laughs> Gelato, avocado, all, all of it, all food stuff. Oh my gosh. All and, and that's why that's you're it. you're learning Italian now. That's why I'm learning Italian, so I can order properly. Very good. Nice. Have a conversation with the waiter. Very, very proud of you. Speak with Marco in, in public spaces where people most, right. most people won't understand you guys. Exactly, that too. <laughs> that too. Or I can hear hear what he says about me behind my back. It's funny oh, enough. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people... A lot of people, I think they, they speak Italian. I don't know. I, I, I talk to a lot of people that say, yeah, I want to pick up a new you know, language and I'm going to pick Italian. I'm like, why? You only speak that in Italy. You know, we're not back at the Roman Empire anymore. And or, or, you know, back in the Middle Age when maybe a lot of people will speak Italian. But I think I, I'm happy to know that people want to, you know, they like the culture. 
I feel it makes me feel really proud to be to be Italian with all the defect that we have, of course, but that's a different story. And there is an Italian last name there, Gravituzzi. It's, it sounds yeah. like it's a, it's a restaurant in the in Rome. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm just gonna go eat at Gravituzzi tonight. I'm going to. I want, I want an extra right? serving. Okay. Yes. Yes. But, you're, but you're, for you're... reason. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm, I'm under the side of Shanghai. Side of Shanghai. Shite gun. No, that's something else. Um, yeah. So, my only connection to your previous former story, Diana, would be connect, keeping the cheese on the pizza, keeping it down. You, you, when you're picking it up, you don't want the cheese to slide off, right? Oh, that's the worst. Right. So, in a, in a place where there's no gravity, the cheese might not slide off the pizza. Float. Floating cheese. That was a really good segue. That'll be be my connection, keeping the Italianness to it as well. (laughs) Uh, The the original connection uh, was around where we're doing a uh, we're launching a new series of panels around smart cities as part of our the other society, and smart cities is on the mind. And and this came across where the Chinese scientists. have built an artificial moon. Um, uh, yes. Moon. Moon. Whoa. Moon. For moon powered by the moon. moon. Like despicable me kind of like stole the moon and <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the... <laughs> go ahead, Axel's mom. Please continue. No, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by this artificial moon. Yeah. Well, I. To be what do you do with completely it? Completely honest, uh, I didn't. I didn't get too deep into this, but uh, the <laughs> it, it's all about testing gravity and the impact gravity has, or the lack of it, gravity has on things, molecules, and things made up of molecules. So they evidently they throw a frog in it and see how in the blender. <laughs> How it levitates. Interesting. Uh, uh, they are filling it with other things from the moon, or like things from the moon, like rocks and dust. And blue cheese. Seeing how blue cheese exactly Swiss cheese. Blue I think cheese. it was. Oh, Swiss? Swiss cheese. Havarti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, that's all I know, really. But the the. That's really the the cool. thing that that got me is that we're now recreating other planets on Earth to understand in some way. I don't know how, how realistic and completely identical to the moon we can make this moon <laughs> that the Chinese scientist is working on. But <laughs> but the point is, we talk about and we've talked about this many times on the show where we, we have our environment and we try to fit new technologies in to our environment. And uh, it'd be interesting to see where they take this moon because it, is it we're trying to fit technologies into the moon or are we going to change the moon's environment to welcome our technologies or, or, or who or knows, maybe it, Mars? Yeah. Sorry, my mind. No, go for it. No, it's it's just it's just interesting. It's it's. Hey, I wonder if like they're going to try to create a, a whole kind of mock solar system because then we have to go through this Mercury retrograde like six oh, times God. a year. And <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> no, but I asked. I I read something uh, the other day about that. Apparently, the Earth's core is cooling faster than we thought. And by faster, they think that it might be cooled off in like a billion years instead of three billion years. So we're not, the faster is pretty relative. Um, But especially because the species might not be here in a billion years. But in any case, apparently when when the core of the earth cools off, gravity stops. And I'm sure there are going to be other catastrophic issues. But I mean, maybe we can get ahead of this by... (laughs) Speaking of planning, maybe we've got a billion years to figure this out. So. We have to build. We have to create gravity. 
Yeah, yeah. Gravitucci is what we need. That's right. Yeah. Keep that so, cheese on the Gravitucci. Pizza. So, <laughs> so Sean, if this thing is Chinese, and I was actually reading. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a, a two-feet room that is in a vacuum container, and then with the magnetic wow. magnets and magnetic fields, they recreate the gravity of the moon so they can right. test uh, what can happen when you go to the moon. Right. Um, why is Gravitucci if it's a Chinese? <laughs> did it's you just curious. come out with that name no I because did. it's cheese we it were we were waiting for you to connect your mic and i thought oh i need a handle <laughs> i'm, so, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for these that they're tasting i don't know yeah, how you eat no, on the moon no the first dish was a pizza, pizza. <laughs> there's no mention of pizza that's just in your mind artificial it's, moon it's, it's in my no food you were it's waiting for all that weren't you marco yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, disappointed. Sorry. So, but th this is really cool. So let let's do the comment as you know. Right now, the only way you have to test to feel the lack of gravity or a low gravity is that you go on an airplane. I mean, first of all, you go outside of the atmosphere. So that, that that that's one thing. But nobody, not everybody, can do it. But if you want to experience that, you have to go on an airplane, and then you go high enough, and then for a, fraction of time for a certain amount of time you're floating because you are far away from from earth so you're you're you're, you're there and you can you can float in in a, in the environment at zero yeah. gravity but the fact that you can do it on the ground that's that's pretty cool that is pretty cool i don't personally want to experience it myself but it sounds really cool why yeah. not why not? Hmm. I mean, you, you sound really determined. Like, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> well, because I don't want to be like one of those balloons that just kind of floats up and up and up and up and up. <laughs> but, but you're in a, in a, in a room. I, I'm, 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 I'm making a joke. <laughs> no, I know. Apparently, I'm, I'm not funny today. I made a lot of jokes today, and it's just not coming off very well. <laughs> no, I didn't even, didn't even realize that. Oh no, this has been all day. Uh, all day. Okay. Even the dog didn't think my joke was funny. It's like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and Axel's usually really responsible. Axel, yes. 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 So you you want to talk about a epic email fail. So I was sending, fortunately, I know Diana, but I was sending her a piece of business correspondence and accidentally also sent her my dog's report card from his his uh, visiting training that he does every Wednesday. <laughs> and what were the results, Diana? They're very positive. Actually, that's why I was, I was checking in with Tyler about, because I think his one issue was that he was, he needs to be a little bit calmer when he was greeting, um, but yeah. he was doing it very well. So, yeah. He has it. issues with his, his um, nice greetings because he gets really excited and wants to like jump up and play. But well, who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? You know, it's weird though, because because I was thinking about this. We just got him this collar, and this collar connects to your phone through Bluetooth, and it counts oh. his steps, it, his sleep. <laughs> Fitbit collar. <laughs> yes, it is a Fitbit collar. His his exact exact location, which is great. You know, if anything happens, you know you know where the dog is. But I just started thinking. I'm like, you know. I wonder how good that Bluetooth algorithm is. And I wonder just how easy it would be, you know, to use this to, to try to gather information on a person, because if you can tell where the dog is nine times out of 10, the person's there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So have likely, you, likely not. With, or yeah, did, you, did you call the manufacturer and ask them about their SDLC and their threat modeling? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think no, no, I do. I certainly can you imagine? We, this you know, is we cyber expert that. Tyler Cohen would. <laughs> but you know, th this could be an entire conversation which we could have next time on the old thing about how the the Apple uh, little trackers, oh, yeah. which mm -hmm. I think they're amazing, Tag. right? And also make me think about the dog because when we were. Uh, away for the holiday we were up in the mountain here and somebody lost their dog and it was during the day that it was snowing 
a boxer, um, a white boxer, by the way, also hard to find in the snow. In the snow. And, I, the, and the yeah. first thing I think is, damn it, if they had the collar with the tracker in three seconds, you'll find it, right? But, yeah. but then all over the news is all the negative thing. They, yeah. They're, they're yeah. horrible. I mean, the, the stockware and all of that, so that, that the white privacy, yeah. that would be nice to, to talk about it. But, but how much useful things can you also do with it right there's always that absolutely you know well, and, and at some point i'm sure it could be used as like some kind of health tractor tracker to monitor any health issues with the dog yeah mm. mm -hmm. are, they, are they eating grass are they yes eating he does that <laughs> he eats dirt he eats snow <laughs> he doesn't eat he doesn't eat um poop but that's he, good he does eat snow that's not good. the yellow poop snow. Here. And I would like to get a little warning because sometimes she comes in and basically she wants to kiss me and it's like, yeah, don't trust she it. Belches. It's, this uh, is a fun conversation. She belches in my face. And like, I know he, he does. <laughs> you figure out sooner than later. <laughs> well, well that, that was a good closing um, argument. <laughs> John, <laughs> bring us home. Yeah. So um, I'm going to take, take a quick minute because we, we touched on some things around privacy uh, and we have a conversation next week is data privacy week. And uh, so we're going to dig into that topic. We have uh, Dr. Jennifer King from Stanford Institute for human centered artificial intelligence, Nicole Davenport from high trust and Mark Nunakoven from Lacework. We're going to dig into relationship of privacy with humanity and obviously technology sits in the center of that. So do we need to redefine privacy? Um, is technology friend or fro foe in that scenario? And uh, we touched on a little bit, is it too late to redefine it if we do? Um, can, can we take privacy back or is it really like uh, Carissa said, the, the information you share now is what's most important. So that's on Monday, the 24th at, uh, let me look at the time here, at noon Eastern, so 9 Pacific. So hopefully uh, folks can join us live. It's going to be a live panel. You can engage with us here, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you like, and uh, good stuff. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Awesome. I'll yep. be watching. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, and then we have the first episode of uh, the other society panels. We're going to start with smart cities, and we have an incredible lineup with Dr. Jonathan Rakenthal that is going to co-host with us. So it's going to be fun, smart city, and I'm sure privacy. That's on Tuesday. That's on Tuesday. And never, never forget the, the really important show that you're looking at now, every Thursday. Yep. Right. We will be back. Diana will be here. Marco will be here. I'll be here. Axel's mom may come again, but we're yeah, thrilled, I'd love to. thrilled to have you on today. Okay. And yeah. uh, thank you. And, it was uh, really fun. Was honor. We have yeah. no plans. So no plan. whatever you got. <laughs> you yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'll we bring do have, better, we have a, a guest next. Prepared story. <laughs> uh, you, you were more prepared than I was with mine. So. <laughs> uh, we have prepared a guest for next week as well. So we have Ashish Gupta. Uh, and he uh, he has a cool story about some things that his father has done uh, for humanity. So looking forward to that story and catching up with him. And I presume he'll bring some tech news that uh, we'll look at the chat about as well. So with that, I think uh, we'll, we'll call this one. Tyler, pleasure. Diana, always. Marco, whatever. Uh, whatever, good dude. Good to see you this time in gray, gray scale. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us catch you next Thursday same bad channel same bad time Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure optimize and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform learn more at bluelava.net enjoyed this episode of Through the Tech Vine podcast. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share itspmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues.
If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.